Sure, we have 30 seconds to tell you that drivers who switch to Progressive could save big. But then what? Well, radio has been called theater of the mind. So let's tell a story with sound effects. Wow, it's like I was in the story. Almost makes me forget this was supposed to be about saving big with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hi, this is famous Formula One driver Will Arnett. Join me and comedian Mika Hakkinen on our new Formula One radio program, The Fast and Loose Post Show, live on AMP every race Sunday. Download the AMP app today and follow AMP Presents F1 to join the show. Have you guys been hearing about CBD? I'm sure you have. You know, a lot of my listeners are in the health and wellness field, and CBD is so popular right now. And I've heard of so many different organizations doing it. But I got to tell you, the guys at Palm Organics, they're amazing. Uh, the founders, wonderful people. I'm so happy to be working with them. And Palm Organics is a premium brand of broad-spectrum CBD products. The entire line of Palm Organics CBD products is zero THC. It's organically grown in Colorado, rigorously lab-tested, and every product that is sold undergoes independent third-party lab testing. So whether you're looking for gummies, tinctures, oils, soft gels, topicals, energy drinks, or even pet CBD products, Palm Organics has all your CBD needs covered. Please visit palmorganics.com, the organics part being O-R-G-A-N-I-X.com, and discover the health and wellness benefits of the finest zero THC products available in the country. And even better for my listeners, use the code Dr. D, D-O-C-T-O-R-D, to save 10% off your next order, and shipping is always fast and free. You guys are going to love this stuff. Thanks. What does the future hold? I have no clue. But what I do know is that it needs to include talking to each other on a more regular basis. We spend so much time with our heads down, staring into a world that is really not the real world. We need to spend more time having deep, rich conversations with each other that's uninterrupted, where we learn so much about what makes each of us tick. You know, there's a lot of blaming or skepticism about the youth of today and that uh, they don't know how to talk to people and they don't know how to have relationships. And to some level, that's true. And even young people will tell you that. But I can tell you that my guest today, Chase Henderson, who is 22 years old, about to graduate from Florida State University, who's already a health and wellness professional, has a successful podcast, The Healthy and Wealthy Entrepreneur. He's not one of those guys. He completely understands the value of having face-to-face interaction or live virtual face-to-face interaction and what that does and how that transforms each of us to become better versions of ourselves and to seek out the deeper meanings of the people that we chat with. I'm not sure where the future is going, but I know it needs to include a future of regular, deep, amazingly rich conversations between each other. Please join me in the conversation I had with Chase Henderson. All right, man. So you just got out of a test. What test was this, by the way? 
This was uh, exercise testing and prescription. Oh, okay. I remember that, definitely. <laughs> yeah, so all the ACSM guidelines and everything. I see. So what have you been up to, man? You've been jet-setting? Where have you been? You were out, uh, I mean, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been kind of all over. I was just in Puerto Rico. I spoke on a fitness panel, so that was pretty cool. Up there with some heavy hitters. Uh, okay. That was a good time. I was out there for too long, honestly. I was there for a week and a half. Oh, man, that's a long time. So a panel. So tell me what the panel was about. Like, what, what were you guys discussing? Yeah, so the conference as a whole was about uh, entrepreneurship and social media, marketing, sales, you know, you name it. Um, but part of what makes a successful business man or woman or whatever is the ability to have to be able to be in good health. Because, you know, I like to preach the message that your health is your wealth. Mm-hmm. And it, for actually, there are studies that have been done that tried to find the correlation between health and wealth, and they found it was done in Japan and I want to say Denmark. Uh-huh. Uh, they found in both studies in both countries that the CEOs who ended up taking better care of themselves and having better health ended up making more money in the long term due to the amount of energy they had and the more uh, fuel in the tank, per se, that they could put into their work and their business. Right. Oh, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, that taking care of yourself, you're going to be in a much better position, which I think is funny that for a lot of CEOs in the past, and I'm sure it still exists, that this mentality of working 100-hour weeks, 80-hour weeks, don't sleep. I always tell people, these are not the people you should be raising up to be your idols in business, you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a ton of schools of thought. Um, I feel like when you first start out, they're are some man hours that have to be put in but over the long term it really shouldn't be about you like you said hustling 80 100 hours a week mm-hmm. uh, the main goal of business should really be to get out of business you know try to replace yourself in as many ways as possible so that your businesses can kind of run and sure. you get your life back but you know i feel like there's there's just a lot of ego for people you know yeah. become very successful so they go well they need me i have to be in this and uh, I can never let myself out of this. I have to do it. And so right. I think it's just a lot of ego involved in that, oh, you know, to step yeah. away. Because also people, when you become really excess- successful, it's like, how do you step away, you know? And if you step away, what is your life going to look like then at that point? Right. Yeah, I feel like a lot of these people, they get addicted to the, the hustle and the grind of everything. So it kinda, they kind of get stuck in the flow. But one of the best things you can really do is to outsource, you know, find, like I said, you need to be able to replace yourself so that you can get your life back. Because a lot of, you know, I kind of suffered with it too in the beginning where I thought I knew what was best for my business and Mm -hmm. I know what needs to be done. But you never know by bringing in somebody who's an expert in branding or marketing, maybe they'll be able to put a better spin on things that you weren't able to see before. So it really comes down to. Uh, the I guess the humility to be able to let things go and to let mm-hmm. your ego go so that you can actually progress forward. It was funny. I like how like all these students are walking to class and stuff. I can see yeah. <laughs> everybody who's listening. Like you can't see this, but Chase is like coming from class, and there's like all these students walking <laughs> to class. I can see. <laughs> it's like podcast on the go. For real, hey, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. So what else were you doing at this conference besides being on the panel? Was that like the everyday thing you were doing? Um, So that was 
one of the main reasons why I was there. Uh, another one was to kind of prospect for more guests for my show. And it was ah. in, yeah, so it was uh, part of it was a little bit of, you know, secret business in there, uh, <laughs> which I ended up getting a lot of uh, really great people to come on the show, too. But a lot of it, too, was, you know, Puerto Rico. It was just going there and experiencing something that I hadn't experienced before, which was right. different. It was definitely different because, I mean, I'm not used to A, traveling, and then B, going to a different country. So it was, it was definitely very uh, eye-opening in a lot of ways. So who was uh, coming on your show? Is a lot of people in the fitness business, like researchers or actual people in the business, like on the ground? Like, what's the deal? Um, so it was a lot of business personnel. I did get mm -hmm. um, one person who is like fitness business. He runs a a nationally uh, a national uh, boot camp franchise. I mm -hmm. think same backyard, and he and he's in recent. I mean, he was a I'm trying to remember everything. Yeah, so he's got his doctorate, and you know, he's a chiropractor, but also running a large multi-chain business. And then he has a supplement company, also runs an online training program. So it was like kind of a eclectic mix of everything. So mm -hmm. that's probably going to be one of the more notable guests on the show in the weeks to come. But other than that, it was a lot of young people. I mean, this event was yeah. loaded with tons and tons of young people, you know, 18, 19, 20-year-olds who were making six figures. And I'm sitting there going, damn, I want to make six figures. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Now, where are all these where every, was everybody from like uh, different areas? Yeah, so it was mostly uh, mostly throughout the US and then some of the other attendants were from Puerto Rico as well. Um, they did have a day where it was all Spanish. So it was right. mostly uh, mostly Puerto Rican entrepreneurs that were kind of showcasing the entrepreneurial landscape of Puerto Rico itself because of how uh, because of how new it is when it comes to being in the business world and as well as tons of tax benefits uh, going into 2020. So it's definitely uh, definitely an interesting place to go start a business for sure. Oh, I see. I see. Interesting. So on your show, and I was on your show recently, but it's interesting, like, what are the guests like? Is there a rhythm to the type of guests that you're getting at this point? Or are you what's the focus for you? So the big focus for the show is, um, so the whole tagline of the show is the Young, Healthy, Wealthy show where I teach you how to become your healthiest self. And I bring on six, seven, eight, nine figure entrepreneurs and executives to teach you how, how to become your wealthiest self. So mm -hmm. with that, I kind of have free range as to what type of entrepreneurs and executives I want to bring on. So I've had people within the branding space, the fitness space, uh, drop shipping, marketing, um, uh, I'm going to have one person come on, hopefully, I'm still working on it, in the music space. So it's like it's an eclectic mix of different types of people. But all in all, there are people who have decided to make a name for themselves and to really pave their own path towards their own version of success. Gotcha. Have you had so far, like, a uh, person you've had on, you're like, oh, my gosh, this, I learned so much about uh, business with this person. Oh, 100%. Yeah, definitely had a couple of people, especially within fitness business. Actually, one of mm -hmm. my uh, fitness business coaches came from coming on my podcast. So like, he came on, he's an online trainer, and uh, I was you know, building up my online training business as well. And after bringing him on the show, he was like, hey, uh, you know, I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to do the same thing I am. Uh, I appreciate you putting me on the show. 
I'd like to help you out in any way I can when it comes yeah. to building out your business. So I got his number and now uh, he actually was on the fitness panel with me in Puerto Rico. So uh, his name's Steven Campolo. So he's been a uh, massive help towards me building my businesses as of right now. Oh, fantastic. That's really awesome. Yeah. And how, I can't remember, how much longer do you have in school? Like, So I am supposed to graduate in May of 2020. So this next it's coming, coming spring, up, man. It's coming up. Just about done. I can't. You're not going to be walking through campus like this anymore. You know. But Thank God. <laughs> literally, you're everywhere. <laughs> I see palm trees. Stuff. Yeah, it's it's a nice campus. I've been there before, man. Florida State, right? Yes, sir. I went. I actually was recruited by Florida State to run track there when I was like, really? you know, yo, yeah. I did my official visit there, and actually, when I went there. Um, to my visit, it was when like work done was on the team, and okay. oh, it was way back then. But uh, I remember I met Work because he was a track and field athlete, so I met him there. And funny story, I met Randy Moss at the mall. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he was like crazy. He was so crazy, like you know, he went there for a short amount of time at Florida State, very short. <laughs> Right. He, he didn't even get on the football field. That's how short it was. <laughs> but I think he got we busted for, out. yeah, for like a tiny bit. And I met him at a uh, at the mall, and he was buying sneakers. And he was so loud and crazy. It was like weird. It was totally weird. <laughs> it was a strange trip, honestly. It was weird. It was cold because it was like, I think it was in like January or February or something. It was like cold to me. I was like, why is it really? cold here? I was like, oh, it's it's crazy because so I'm from South Florida. So the coldest it gets down there is like maybe 60 degrees. Yeah. And then coming up here to Tallahassee, it snowed in January. Come on. Like this is the same state. What what's what's going on here? Wow. Jeez. Now where in South Florida, like Miami, Tampa, like where? Uh, so Fort Myers, Naples. So south of Fort Florida. Myers. OK, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah I, I've was, been to Florida uh, many times. Yeah. Oh, I love Florida. I love Florida itself. Um, Fort Myers is great uh, for raising a family. I could definitely see the value in it. But yeah, outside of that, I, I had to get out. <laughs> you had to get out. I had to leave. Now, you think when you're done, you're going to stay in Florida or are you going to roll somewhere else? Yeah, I think the next move for me is going to be Tampa. Uh, me and a couple of my other entrepreneurial minded buddies, we're going to go grab a place in Tampa, like mm -hmm. two or three of us. And then from there, it's either stay in Florida long term or possibly, I mean, I even had, I mean, I'm so young and, you know, I still have a lot of time before I have any huge responsibilities, like taking care of a family, yeah. having kids. So I'm thinking like maybe hop around like state to state for a little bit, you know, go live in a state for six know. months, go live in a different state for six months, just to go be able to experience what we have in the States. That's a fascinating idea. Something I definitely did not think about doing when I was your age. <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea, though. I mean, I think um, people more your age are pushing themselves to do stuff like that. Whereas when I was growing up, it was, you know, very traditional minded. You right. know, like if I'd have told my parents I want to do that, they'd probably been like, "What are you doing? What? Why? <laughs> why would you do that?" Like, yeah. but the job situations were much different then. It wasn't a lot of remote work either. Right. Where you could, like now, if I was doing it, I'd be like, oh, I'd just do that, take my business with me wherever I went, you know? 
Right, exactly. So it's a no, different it's, a, it's a different version. A different world. So you ready to graduate, man? So you said looks you can't wait. What is it about that? Uh, so I'm in my uh, fifth year of college. Oh, you've been there a while. Yeah. Uh, I took a long route, so I'm. I did that too. Don't done. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too, man. It's okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's just about. I'm just. I'm just pretty much done. I mean, formal education's been good to up up to a certain extent, but outside of that, I really don't think it's really taught me anything about the real world because college is really still just the extended safety bubble of high school. Just you have yeah. a little bit more responsibilities. Um, and I'm just, I'm just really ready to get out to the real world and, you know, really experience life to the fullest. Now what's been the most challenging thing and the best thing about being at Florida state all these years? So I, I think one of the best things is that college as a whole with the amount of stress that it really inflicts on the students with the amount of coursework you're doing and then the you know it's a first step outside of outside of your home so you have to learn to live on your own and then all the other extracurriculars you might be in part of so i'm part of a fraternity as well and then also being entrepreneurial minded i'm trying to build businesses it's been a lot of stress and i think one of the biggest things of college actually ended up being super beneficial was that it it really breaks you down and it really teaches you, you know, the different parts of who you are at your core and really tests you on are you strong enough and capable enough to build yourself back up and really make something out of yourself. So I'd say that was probably like the biggest thing that I really got out of it. What do you think about, uh, I don't know if you pay attention to this stuff, but, you know, there's a huge debate now about college and student loans. I can't hear you. Hold on. Look at that! Look at that brickwork. Jeez, I, rem I remember that. Right, what was that? You, you kind of cut out that. There's Chase. Chase is walking down. He's at Florida State. I see the bricks on yeah, the ground. All right. I don't know how to work the phone. I'm, I'm like sitting there. Like you're like a millennial or something. Died. You're not even a millennial. I don't even think. You're like, <laughs> aren't you like Generation Z or something like that? You're like. A, I'm supposed to be one with technology, but I have no idea how you, to use you're it. You're supposed to be merged to technology. It's supposed to be your <laughs> life, you know. So what I was saying was, I don't know if you keep up with this, but, you know, a lot of people are saying, you know, there's a debate about college for young people now because it's so expensive to go to college now. Oh, yeah, you're telling me. Now, you, you're in-state, right? So maybe it's not as expensive, but it's still expensive, correct? Right. No, it's definitely uh, not as expensive for sure. Um and I was, I was blessed going through the process, having scholarships, and then also my parents had set up the uh, Florida prepaid. So my first four years were paid. So I was very lucky to get out of the first four years without any debt. Yeah. But going on my fifth year, uh, Florida prepaid decided it was over and uh, my scholarships ran out. So now it's starting to get down to the debt. So yeah. Having to take out student loans. And uh, I think by the time I graduate, I'll have been about like 10 grand. Yeah. So. Yeah. Actually, you're pretty, you're pretty lucky actually, because there are a lot of kids who are going like these schools that's 40, 50 G's a year. Oh, it's insane. And I'm, can you imagine? I'm definitely blessed. <laughs> right. Can you imagine graduating college with like $200,000 in loans? I can, like, I mean, I'm, I'm stressing over 10. I can only imagine 200. Exactly. Right. So 
I think there's just a lot of there's a lot of fear among parents, you know, about hey, you know, do I want my child to have all this debt when they come out of college? Type right. Of thing. How are they going to pay it off if they don't have a good paying job? Exactly. It's just it just sits there and then it just kind of rolls over and builds up with interest and exactly creates a bigger hole. It's not one of those things, too, where like you declare bankruptcy and it's forgiven, like it stays with you like bad luggage, man. I'll tell you, it's yeah. <laughs> those days with you. So I, I would you say you're a proponent of college in general for young people? I'm a proponent of college if it's necessary. So. If you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer, yes, obviously you need to go to college. Um, but if you're somebody who, because here's the thing, as an 18-year-old, you don't know what you want to do in life. Uh, I'm very adamant about that. You might have an idea, it's true. but then once you get to college, you might experience it and be like, oh, uh, yeah, that's not what I want to do at all. I have no idea. So I feel like one of the best approaches, and actually I had a buddy do this, is that he took, he took a year off. After he did the school, gap year, probably. Yeah. He did the gap year, and he went actually went to New Zealand. He went to New Zealand, and he just worked out there for a year, and kind of just learned about himself and what he was into, what he was passionate about, and then he came back, and now he's on a career path that he's actually passionate about. Right. So I feel like when it comes down to college, because it, it's a huge financial decision too, like we were talking about, you can go into hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt. If you go to the if you go to the right school, um, so it really comes down to figuring out who you are as an individual first, and then based off of that, qualifying whether or not you really need to go to college. You want to be a doctor, go to college. Lawyer, go to college. You want to be, um, you want to be an entrepreneur? Probably not. Probably probably not All the right. best bet. Um, I did hear one really good piece of advice though for people who are business minded or entrepreneurial minded and they do still want to go to college is that you want to go somewhere where they have a massive and very wealthy alumni base. Hmm. So you start going to those alumni events and you start networking with those people, building out your network. And I thought that was a pretty good idea. No, that's a very interesting concept. I think it's, uh, I think about my time in college, I think it was very necessary for me as a, as a human being. Uh, I just needed the time, but I think they think there is a there's also a I think a positive element of maybe taking a year off and working and and see uh, do I want to be in the workforce yet, right? Or do I want to step back and go to college and then figure that out after that? No, right? Yeah, there's definitely a ton of different ways to go about it and think about it, and it really comes down to just a level of self awareness as to you know, what, what is the right decision for you right now? Because one decision, the right decision for you might not be the same as somebody else. So it's not really following what other people are doing, but more so doing what you feel is right within yourself. If you're looking for high-quality, zero-THC CBD products, palmorganics.com is your place. Go to the show notes and any episode of Dr. D's social network and put in the code Dr. D for 10% off all products.
So I was going to ask you before we uh, disconnected there is what's in your generation, the relationship you think about relationships for people your age, like long-term relationships, marriage, things like that. What do you see with that? Uh, the, the landscape has definitely changed big time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, now come down to all these different dating apps and everything's online. You're connecting with people through a screen as opposed to connecting with people face-to-face. And I think that's really because in a lot of ways, I really I like it because it allows for a lot more accessibility to a lot more people across mm-hmm. the nation and across the world. But it does take away from the ability to talk to people face to face. Yeah. So it's kind of like a it's like a twofold type of thing. Right. Do you feel like college dating is is there a lot of meeting people in person or is it a lot of apps and things of that nature? Depending on what route you're going, I think it's a little mixture of both. Um, I definitely know joining a fraternity and then being in the social scene a lot. Um, there is a lot of face-to-face interaction for sure. But since the apps are already out there and they you know, and they work, you know, a lot of people end up using those more so than not. So it's kind of become um, there's like an adaptation. But that's if you take a very social route. And now it's I feel like it's come to a point where a lot of people especially you know, younger than me, are really turning more towards their screens as opposed to talking to people face-to-face. And you think that's hurting people, the ability to talk to people on a, on oh, a yeah. more natural basis, right? I mean, they're talking yeah. to a screen constantly. Yeah, it's definitely, it, it's hurt a lot. Because, I mean, if you look at anybody who's made anything of themselves in history, even the most, some of the most influential people in the world ever, one of the key characteristics they had was the ability to communicate with others. And so by implementing all these screens 24-7, then you're taking away one of those vital skills that allows, I mean, it allows us to be human. We're able to connect with so many different types of people through communication. And you take that away, you're now closing yourself off from the rest of the world. It's interesting. You know, I'm, I'm looking at trying to get somebody on my show. I think we're going to get her who's into like transhumanism and crazy stuff, you know, brain network integration all that stuff i'm very fascinated by that stuff like very like singularity and all that and i think on some level there's just a lot of tinkering going on with that topic of how do we interface the brain with technology what are your thoughts on that i think it's so cool (laughs) (laughs) of course you do right yeah just the idea of that we could integrate one of the fastest computers in the world, which is our brain, into an external object is mm-hmm. kind of mind blowing. Pretty cool. Yeah, I you know, I think of I think it's cool, but I think I mean what are the unintended consequences of it? You know, right. what are the how will people function? And uh how you know how it's like now, like like when I was when I went to Florida State to do my visit, there was no phones. Like, there was no cell phone. Like, not like now. So it's like, if I wanted to call my parents for my visit, I had to go to, like, a pay phone or something like that. Or somebody's phone, you know, in some dorm room or something like that. I don't know. It was, like, totally different. And now it's like, you can reach anybody, anywhere. So what All if right. you had, like, a chip, a chip in your mind? And you, you're just doing one of these things. You tap on your head or whatever, you know. I don't know. I just wonder how that would change people. 
It's it's definitely very interesting to think about because I mean, like you said, there's there's gonna be a lot of things that are twofold that are you know you'll have the benefits of it you know because the benefits gonna be accessibility to the world just by you know maybe it's a movement of the eye and then boom the world is open to you at the same time you know we're human and we have our vices that you know it could end up becoming a detriment to us because you end up just getting glued you could be sitting here in a chair just glued your screen or whatever in front of your face for hours on just never even leaving your house so i mean there's definitely two extremes to look at and you know ultimately i think what's going to prevail is the positives because i mean even in today's society you know this is the best time period ever i mean you can look at what's happening in the world on a negative scale but if you were to look back hundreds and hundreds of years ago like people were savages people were chopping each other's heads off just for some bread and so, yeah. you know, now we're in a world where we're all connected. We can communicate um, at, the, at the snap of a finger. So, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it's, it's definitely a, a matter of perception and how you perceive it. There's definitely going to be some positives to it for accessibility and for kind of like the J-curve of intelligence and learning. Yes. But yeah. there's also a lot of negatives that could also compound over time with it as well. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. I, I also have like... I'm getting like, I don't know, I talk about social media, I feel like a lot on these things, but I think it's just such a dominating topic and not just social media, technology. Like we're using technology, we can see each other. I mean, when I was growing up in the 80s, what we're doing right now was science fiction. (laughs) Like I remember watching Back to the Future and I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. It's from a long time yeah. ago. Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Okay, that's, I don't want to. I'm like the, yeah. the old guy, you know. <laughs> All right, so you know Marty McFly, and you know, like in, like in part two, they go to the future, and he's like video conferencing his buddy, on the screen. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, this is blowing my mind. I can't believe like people do like this is going to be the future. It's good. And like now it's like no big deal. Oh, yeah, I FaceTime somebody. Eh, Skype's on. Right. It's nothing. It's, it's almost garbage. It's so it's, so, it's like the lower form of communication, you know? Right, yeah. Oh, you FaceTime somebody? Oh, you want to you want a present for that? No big deal, you know? <laughs> like, but I, I never oh, thought man. of the consequences of having that, like having a live online training business. I never thought that's what might come out of something like that or psychologists doing video conferencing therapy sessions you know like they have that app talk space it's therapy but on your phone basically and so i think those are positive uh, consequences but the unintended ones are the ones i always think are interesting maybe the divisiveness now you have uh, i was watching this documentary called why we hate it's very good by the way it's on hulu Another thing, streaming, I can't even imagine that back in the day. It's like no big deal now, <laughs> you know? Crazy. You remember having to wait a single week for a new episode of your favorite TV show to come out? Oh, you mean appointment TV? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I hated it. I hated it when it was like that all the time, and I hate it now. <laughs> right. And you know, I don't like when these, these channels like Hulu, they're trying to give you like three episodes to launch. And then every week you wait for the new one. Hulu, stop doing that. I want it. I want all ten episodes immediately. I want it now. Right. Take notes from Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. I want it now, and I watch it whenever I want to watch it. <laughs> like, 
Nobody wants to go back to appointment TV. I'm telling you. <laughs> like, Nobody likes it, yeah. Who wants to? I don't want to wait for that next week. I'm like, okay, then I just go to the other network. I go to the other streaming platform. I'll go to Netflix. <laughs> I go to Amazon Prime. I'll just start watching something else, you know? Right. But, you know, I'm watching this show on Hulu. It's called Why We Hate. And a lot of it is about extreme tribalism um, due to extreme groups, neo-Nazis, things of that nature, alt-right, Antifa, all this stuff that they're getting to people through the internet. Because back then, those organizations were very underground. And they had to recruit members. And it was like a long-term process, you know? And now you can recruit people through the internet, just a click. So I think that's kind of an unintended consequence is maybe some of these extremist groups are able to easier uh, rise much quicker because of the accessibility of the internet. Right. No, absolutely. I mean, like, I mean, like I said, the, the technology and social media spaces have completely given us access to the entire world, but it's given everyone access to the entire world. Right. So, I mean, there's, it's definitely going to have, you know, all the positives are equally going to have the same negatives. So it's definitely a, yeah. a slippery slope for sure. Do you think you'd be able to handle if you didn't have all this stuff? Oh, God, no. I mean, <laughs> You're honest about it. Oh, God, no. What would you do? I, I couldn't do it. I mean, because I'm thinking about, you know, AC alone. Just the fact that air conditioning is a thing, and that's powered by my electricity. And it's, yeah. if I didn't have electricity, I, I, I would be in Florida, that's for sure. I would be. I would rule that one out, but yeah, and it's become a point, you know, I grew up with a lot of the technology today, and uh, you know, my I have a little brother, he's 16, him more so, because I mean, he yeah. grew up with an iPod, like with a little touch screen and a little iPad yeah. and like everything, he doesn't, he doesn't know anything else besides that, so it's like, I mean, it's literally like taking somebody from like a tribal nation, you know, like, you know, you, you see the, the, the documentaries of the people who live out in the rainforest, it's like taking one of them. And putting them in our world, they don't know what to do. They wouldn't know how to handle themselves. Yeah. Kind of like us. If you took me and put me in their <laughs> world, I'd be screwed. Yeah, I wouldn't know what to do. Yeah, I was thinking, like, what if you didn't have, you know, your smartphone? Like, it just didn't exist. You know. Oh God, I I almost had a heart attack when my phone died earlier. I was, like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> he's probably oh texting God. me and I can't answer my text. I was. I was, <laughs> I was like, this guy just dropped out on me. He's like, eh, this is enough. I'm enough of this. but uh yeah no i mean if yeah i'm being brutal honestly i don't know if i could make it without it i'd love to say i could but i mean it's it's become such an integration to what i do yeah i want to i don't know how to function without it do you think like most of the people you know would have a rough time like they would have a really rough time oh yeah 100%. Yeah. Every I think everybody would talk a big games like, "Well, I could I could go without it, but I, mean, <laughs> I know I know myself and I know if I don't have my phone on me, my heart rate goes up a little bit." Are you serious? Uh, <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. Cuz it's, it's become where I have I talk to my family, I talk to my friends, I have access to social media, I have access to my yeah. online business, everything's through that phone. So if I don't have that phone, I'm now I have nothing. You know, all my business is gone, my connection yeah. to my family's gone my ability to just learn is, I mean, I can go get a book. That's fine. But, you know, yeah. the ability to learn whatever I want, whenever I want. I'm sad. 
mushrooms. <laughs> Can you imagine like being in class? This was my life, just so you know. Can you imagine <laughs> going to college and not having Google? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I don't think I would have made it this far. <laughs> you realize that happened before this, right? <laughs> oh, it's crazy. It's absolutely, and what's what's funny is when I go to these uh, these networking events, and you know, I even talk to my dad about business, and they're telling me what they had to do for marketing and for sales. I'm just sitting there going, I can just send a tweet, and that's marketing <laughs> and sales for me. Like that's it's easy. It's instantaneous, and I have access to. I can sell anything in the world. But now, and going back to what they're doing, like oh, we had to put up flyers. We had to go knock on doors. Yeah. We had to go. Do cold calls if we had a phone, if we had a landline. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness. There's a phone crazy. book. The phone book is like the super book, thick. Yeah. You know, and you're like, that thing is one of the most inefficient things of human beings have ever come up with. I'm telling you. So, it was so, so bad. A big old yellow book, and you had to flip yeah. through it. Like, hey, people name their companies like AAA lawn yeah. care like what just so they'd be at the top yeah yeah I mean, it was i used to look people's uh phone numbers up <laughs> those things back in the day it's painful <laughs> man but the problem is now but you used to have to memorize people's phone numbers like you yeah. actually like how many people's phone numbers you actually know now like off the top of your head you know probably Honestly, probably like three or four that's probably about same for me honestly yeah <laughs> <laughs> Like I know about three or four, I'm like, I think I could do this. <laughs> but then I'm like, uh, you know, my buddies have had a long time. I'm like, I know like the first three digits of <laughs> their phone number. I'd be lucky if I knew any of the digits. I you mean, just press their just name. You just press their name. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The only time you look at their number is when you program it into your phone. <laughs> it's like, right. I mean, you don't even do that anymore. You could just like drop it and share it with somebody and they just automatically have it exactly yeah we're getting lazier you know that we're getting lazier we're getting we're getting late i like to say we're getting efficient <laughs> but lazier, but lazier <laughs> yeah. and I, I remember i used to know like probably 20 30 phone numbers back in the day like now right. that'd be a huge leap for me honestly that'd be a huge leap <laughs> I'd be a lot, I know, for sure, for me as well. I remember I used to have to call my parents on um, a payphone. And it was at our school. Our school. My high school had one. And you would, like, wait in line for somebody to get off the phone. And then you get into that phone booth. You close the booth. You do, you do the, the whole dial thing. And then you come back around. That's, Isn't that crazy? That's insane. <laughs> We still made it. We still got through, you know, it's like, <laughs> right. but you know, you, like, if you were away at school, you were away at school. So your parents called the landline or something and you may, you may or may not be there, you know, right now there's no excuse. You always have your phone with you. It's like, why aren't you answering? I why didn't you answer? Phone. You know, you guys do this stuff too. Like young people, they, they'll text you, but then they won't answer your phone call. What is that? It's, I don't, I don't know. Honestly, I think it's, it's become, it's part of what we were talking about earlier is that we're losing that capability to communicate. Right. So now, as opposed to sit there and call someone, because when you sit there and you're on the phone with someone, you constantly have to think of something, you know, now with texting, you can sit there and edit, you can edit the message that you want to send somebody. You might write something like, oh, no, that's not the best way to say that. I'm going to say something else. 
So yeah. texting kind of makes it, it's, it's a lot more uh, doctored up in conversation as opposed to a phone call where you, you got to say something on the spot and you just have to kind of keep rolling with the button. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> so it's called a conversation. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know what I have noticed? I have noticed with my brother's like generation, because I mean, I, he, I guess we're both Gen Z, but I'm right, right at the cusp. You're right at the cusp. And Gen yeah. Z. Um, hit, like all of his, they all FaceTime, which I think yeah. is crazy. Because it went from, you know, talking face to face to phone calls to texting. Now it's FaceTime where they're, they talk face to face just through through. It's weird how that kind of made that that jump. I don't know why do you is. why do you think they did that? Like they go, I, I actually have seen that too. Where like younger kids, they want to FaceTime people. No, right. they don't want to text. They want to FaceTime. What what is that? I I don't know honestly. It's because it, I'm I I really have no answer for that. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. Everybody that's you know younger, pretty much Gen Z, they all they all FaceTime. It's FaceTime. All, I mean, even like uh, some of the people I've met at these event, like network events, you know, that are younger than me, they they don't text me. They FaceTime or they'll send like a video or a picture through Instagram. I'm like, this is it's so crazy how it changed completely. Because my, you know, right at the castle where I'm at, then my text like it's just text, 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 text. Maybe get on a phone call if it's something important that needs to be said immediately. But now <laughs> it's kind of it's turned into FaceTiming, which is I don't know what the I don't know what the, the bump mm. in that is. Maybe they, maybe they kind of want to change the dynamic of things. But you know, being that young, I don't think they'd be able to understand the uh, the difference and like how things have changed. But, yeah, you know, wrong. I think each generation they have different things. They they see the other generation and they go, well, we want to make our mark. We want to be different than the other generation. Right. So I think like like Generation Z, like my generation, <clears throat> we. Uh, sorry, Generation X. Sorry, Generation X. Um, we were the slackers. That was that's what they called us. All you know, latchkey kids. Both parents started working outside of the home, so you would come home and you'd be by yourself. That was the whole latchkey thing, and so it built up a lot of independence. Kids became very independent and wanted to work, wanted to drive. That's the other thing, millennials. They do not like driving, generally speaking. I don't get this whole not wanting to drive thing. I don't get it. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> you hate driving? I, I, it, I it's like kind of twofold. If I want to kind of like get my mind off of things, I'll go out for a drive and just drive around for a while. That's that's totally fine. But when it comes to going from place to place, I for so my opinion of driving is that I could be doing something else. You know, I could be. Um, <laughs> I love it. I could be. I could be creating another piece of content. I could be. Uh, talking to somebody, you know, I could be texting or calling somebody else. I could be creating a new, like for now, I could be creating a new workout program for my clients. You know, it's come to a point now where it's become an inefficiency for me. That's why I love the Tesla. It drives <laughs> by itself. It's great, oh, man. Perfect. So it'll drive and I get to work. That's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> okay. So wait a minute. I haven't heard this, this reasoning. It's keeping you <laughs> from doing other things. It's keeping you from getting content out is what you're telling me. It's keeping me from doing other important things. Cause I mean, <laughs> I mean, cause when I drive up uh, the most efficient thing I can think of is to listen to a podcast. So when okay. I drive, I listen to podcasts on yeah. something, but if I could be, you know, uh, writing an article on LinkedIn, or if I could be researching about a new topic within the fitness 
uh, you know, because re- I like reading more so than listening. I'd much yeah. rather do that as opposed to driving. That's why I love Uber. Uber is amazing. Yeah. So you, because you can get things done, right? Is that yeah, what, I so can get you... things done. That's, <laughs> See? That's the thing. I can, because I can't text and drive, but I can text and drive. So like, it's weird. It's almost in many ways safer, uh, because I think your generation, millennials, are like, well, yeah, I don't want to get in an accident, but I also just don't want to drive. I just don't want to like. It was where when I was growing up, driving was like the main reason that you turned 16. It was like the main thing right. you did. Everything led up to driving because it was like freedom. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I can actually go out on my own. I can like go, you know, it wasn't, you weren't riding your bike anywhere. It wasn't none of that stuff. It was like, I need to drive, go pick up my friends. We'd go out and cruise around, chat. That doesn't seem to be your motivation. It's like, I want to produce content. So I think the internet and the phone has replaced the car as the important thing for people mm-hmm. who are younger. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, 100%. Everybody's, you know, because I even know, <laughs> for, well, I think it depends on the person because when my brother turned 16, he needed a car. Like, he needed yeah. to, like, the same thought patterns. He needed the, the freedom. He needed to be able to go out and meet his friends. Like me, yeah. I didn't really care because I had a lot of friends who were a little bit older than me, so they had cars before me, so they would just come get me. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. Uh, I ended up, I didn't even get my my license until I was, uh, I think I was seventeen when I got my license. Yeah, like of course whole, you were. Year behind. Yeah. You know what? That's insane. <laughs> when I was growing up, like if somebody said that, they'd have been like, "What's wrong with you? Like, why don't oh. you want to drive?" Like, I got my license the day I turned sixteen. <laughs> I went to the DMV. <laughs> That April 22nd, I went there, and it happened that day. That was like everybody, literally everybody did that. It was like the first yeah. thing you did on your birthday. You didn't do anything else. You got your driver's license. Right. And I think I might have been an anomaly because a lot of my really? friends, they did the same thing. You know, 16 years okay. old, they got the call. But it, I guess for me, it just wasn't that big of a importance until it was, you know, my mom was telling me, it's like, hey, do you want me to – drop you um, you know until you get your because she wanted me to get my car she was like you need to get your car and you need to get yeah your yeah of course I'm like, yeah it's whatever i'll get to it she goes okay well <laughs> just know your it. junior year of high school i'm gonna be dropping you off with all the freshmen and i'm like i'm gonna go get my license today. <laughs> 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 you don't want that <laughs> i didn't want that i was like Mm-mm, no thank you no no <laughs> see i i have like trained so many like uh back in the day a lot of 15 16 17 year old kids and they just didn't want to drive they're all like, yeah, eh, 18, 19, I guess I'll get a, I was like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, they're like, I just don't care that much. And I didn't think about it that like the, the freedom is, wasn't the car. It was like having access to outside people. They already had that because when you have your phone, you have access to anybody at that point. Right. Whereas when I was growing up, you had a landline and you shared that with your family. And if somebody was on the phone, you couldn't speak. You had to wait till somebody got off the phone. Then you could call. But then you were kind of on a time limit because if your mom had a phone call, your dad had a phone, it's like you had to share the line. So it was like a weird situation because definitely it's like... A, definitely a whole different world. Yeah, so it's like I, my, my freedom was when I got a car, then I could actually go out and see people. I couldn't right. see people on FaceTime or... When I did a phone call, I mean, it's great, but, you know, it wasn't the same as seeing them. But you're seeing people earlier in life. 
Like you get to see, you can FaceTime somebody in your bedroom when you're like, whatever, 14, 15, whatever, 13, you know, you're like, oh, I am seeing my friends. I don't have to go leave my house to see them. Like I just see them, you know? Right. I don't have to get out of bed all day today. Yeah. You're like texting your friends. Like I can't even imagine that when I was growing up, like there was no texting, you know, like you saw your friends when you went to school. That's when you saw your friends and that was it. <laughs> right. You didn't have conversations after school, like on text. That was just a different time, you know? Oh, yeah. I just wonder, like, how it's going to change over time and how, you know, will, will children be born and they'll be born with, like, I don't know if you ever seen this movie, Anon. It's on Netflix. And it's basically like people have, like, this, this implant in their eye. And essentially, they, all human beings are connected to each other through this net, this internet eye. So you, when you walk down the street, you see all the stats on people. It shows all the stats, like virtual reality. It's kind of crazy. What, but what's I, this show called? Anon. It's a movie. A-N-O-N. It's on Netflix. It's strange. Anon, okay. Yeah, so you see everybody's, like, you can go back and look through all, like, your conversations you have with people and stuff. And like your your memories are tied to this thing, so you can go back and like play or play a child's birthday back ten years ago, and you can like watch their birthday party like in your mind, but it's in this eye. It's weird, man. It's like no privacy. That's wild. Privacy is gone. Like everybody knows everybody else because they could just see their stats and information. Because I think honestly, like we're talking on a phone, or I'm talking on a phone. I think the phone's going to be dead at some point. I do. I think the really? phone, I think you, I think that you think that you go, oh, this, my phone's important. I know better. I know better. I lived when there was no phone. <laughs> there wasn't a phone. So to think that there will always be a phone, like in this version, not going to happen. I'm telling you. The form of the phone's going to change. You know, a, yeah. It's going to get smaller. You know, it's been getting bigger, smaller, bigger. Sm- they make these huge iPhones and stuff. It's going to get smaller, I think. And then I think it's going to be a chip. It's going to be all in your mind and stuff. It's going to be implants. <clears throat> I'm Ooh, telling you, man. Boy. I don't think it's going to. Here's another movie, a show. It's on Hulu. I watch a lot of TV and stuff. All right? <laughs> like, and uh, that's what my generation did. We watched a lot of TV. Okay. And there's a show called The First, and it's about uh, these people okay. going up to the first mission to Mars, and not one person has a phone in the show. This is the future. Nobody has a phone at all. And you're like, how do these people, like, there's no phone, no phones. It's all, like, through chips and stuff, like, they press on their ear and stuff. They, t- they have phone calls, but nobody is, like, head down. There's none of that going on. <clears throat> wow. Remember this. There will be no phones in the future, Chase. I'm telling you. We heard it here first. You heard it here first. You're going to be like 40 years old, and you're going to go, remember when there was iPhones and stuff? Remember then? Ain't going to be no phones. And I don't know what it is. I'm telling you. It's not going to be phones. It sounds crazy. I'll be... I'll be talking to my kids. Back in my day, we had to hold a a piece of glass in our hands to be able to talk to people. And they'll go, How? Like, yeah, that's crazy. Things. Like, why did you hold it? Like, they can be like, 5G? That's stupid. <laughs> like, you're like, 
<laughs> you know, like, why would you have to hold something? It's just part of your body. Like, you just tap here and boom. No phones. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and how oh, it's going to be is the form of the phone is going to change Whoa. first. The form is it's gonna the form is gonna change. So this standard looking iPhone is gonna be dead. At some point it's gonna die. And you know what? Apple knows it. And I read up about this. Apple is seeing the death of the iPhone is coming sooner than later. Sales of iPhones are decreasing dramatically. Dramatically. Cause they're too expensive now. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the iPhone like 10, 11 or whatever is like a thousand dollars. Who's going to pay that money for a phone that you don't even call people on? It's a lot of money, yeah. <laughs> you don't even use the call function on it. The, the right. higher the price of the phone, the, le- the I'm telling you, it's going to kill the iPhone. It's going to change the form of the phone. Be a watch or something. It'll go to watch form. It'll go to chip form. Glasses. Might be glasses. I'm telling you, man. And you're going to have to adjust just like I had to adjust to actually having like email. I, I, when I remember when I first got an email account, I thought that was like futuristic. I right. mean, yeah, I remember I had, a, I had an AOL account as a kid. Yeah. Like that's crazy. But you're going to have to adjust to a world where there's going to be no phones. You're going to struggle with it. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> you're going to be like, no phones. What do I do? Part of me is... Part of me is kind of excited, but at the same time, sitting going, oh, oh, God. <laughs> You're going to freak out, man. I'm telling you. It's going to be different. Oh, You'll still man. have your internet and everything, but it's going to be, I think it's going to be a part of you. I think it's just going to be a part of your, your biology at some point. So wow. you're going to be, you're going to be Wi-Fi. You'll be the Wi-Fi. You'll be connected to it. That's where I think it's headed. I actually think people will want to talk to each other in person more, but they won't want to have a phone connecting because people are getting exhausted of uh, social media. I really believe that. People are getting super exhausted of that. It's making people depressed. They feel isolated. And I think the phone, it's becoming like a drug to people. It's, It's an addiction for a lot of people. And I think when something becomes so much like that, it turns the other way. And uh, I think I just think I really I've had this conversation with a bunch of buddies offline. I haven't talked about it online like this so much, but I'm telling you, the form of the phone is changing. You heard it here. Your iPhone will be irrelevant in 10 years. I guarantee it, man. I can see that. I could honestly see that. Irrelevant. The amount of progress you made in such a short amount of time, that could definitely be a thing. Yeah. It's like right now, like electric cars are the new big thing. Electric cars, right? When I was growing up, it was supposed to be flying cars. That will never happen. I don't believe flying cars are ever going to happen. I really don't. No, you don't think so? No. You know why? And I, I learned about this. They're too loud. The propulsion system, they can't create a propulsion system that's, too, that's quiet enough. Because each, each, a car lifting off the ground, think about how loud an airplane is when it goes in the air. It's so loud. Can you imagine a bunch of really loud things just all over the place? I don't think so. I don't think so. And you would have to change traffic. How are you going to get the traffic in line with that? I don't get it. Back to the Future, it seemed cool. Yeah, Like in part two, like they're on the, in the air and then it gets off. There's no, that's not realistic. I don't think it's realistic. 
And they didn't have phones either, by the way. <laughs> in Back See? to the Future Part Two. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and they didn't have phones either in Back to the Future Part Two. That's right. They didn't. There's not going to be phones. I don't know. There's not going to be phones. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, but there will be more electric cars. There's going to be more Ubers, that stuff. Uber, all that. That's people don't want to. Anything that makes life better, like truly better. Like, like honestly, Uber pretty much has probably saved my life. It's probably saved my life. Oh, yeah. Because... You know, I like to go out and have happy hours with my friends. And I just wouldn't drive. I just wouldn't. It would stop me from going if I had to drive. Now I have Uber. Right. I have the green light every time. I got the green light every time. It's pretty another much being safe. Freedom, yeah. It's another sense of freedom. And I think people are going to start having freedom from their phones because the phone's going to die and something else will replace it. But you'll still be connected to the net. You'll still be able to do this. It's just not going to be like in the hand. It's going to be something different. Right. I'm telling you, man. You got to trust me on this. <laughs> oh, no. I, I trust you on it. I, I'm all in with it. I'm all in. I think it's foolish to believe that phones will be around forever. I really do. Because it's, right. they, they haven't been there. And then something else. It's just like laptop. Not laptop. Like PCs. Computer PC, right? Yeah. How many people have PCs in their home now? You know, just like regular, heavy, big PC, you know? Not, definitely not. I mean, I kind of, I kind of do. You right kind of do, yeah, right? Do you kind of, but you know. Yeah. But well, you probably like have a laptop. Huh? You probably have a laptop though, you know? Like most places, most places yeah. kids have laptops uh, now. But even those. Yeah. You can take your work where you want. Exactly. Why would you want to be in a place, a stationary thing that you can't take with you? So one right. technology kills the other technology. That's how it works. Like you can stream so, now. It's like evolution. It's, I'm telling you, man. That phone's going to be dead. <laughs> enjoy, phone enjoy it, <laughs> Chase. Don't get too hooked on your phone, man. <laughs> You're like, I like my iPhone. <laughs> I like it. Do you update your iPhone every time a new one comes out? Do you get a new one each time? No. I think, I think that's... Because, I mean, my phone, it, it does the same thing. I mean, it's... It does, it's the, I, don't see, I don't see the point in getting a new phone that it looks different, but it does the same stuff. Exactly. So you guys are smart. It's the older people. They keep getting the new phones. I don't know why. Like, it's it just, okay, so it has a better camera. It, it, it doesn't okay. make sense to me. So what? It has a better camera. Big deal. <laughs> like, the battery's still right. not great. And it's like a, <laughs> like a very, yeah, they always claim, like, the, oh, the longer-lasting batteries. Like, okay, well, give me a year, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be gone anyways. It's still so not like, good. The battery's still no good, you know? Right. And they could make a better battery. They're just not. They're trying to string you along to different versions. You know, it's like you get a textbook. You ever get like the third, fourth edition of a textbook and it's just like an extra paragraph in the next edition just oh, so you can buy the next one. So I have um, for actually, this is really funny. So for that uh, exercise testing prescription class, there is a textbook for the class. It's called the last EKG book you'll ever need. And it's the eighth edition. <laughs> I'm just what? 
It, it makes I mean, no sense to me. Why do you need eight editions of an EKG book? <laughs> I was like, I think it's crazy. I don't think the heart trains that much. <laughs> and then and then you buy it and you're like, oh, there's like an extra two pages in it. And I was like, yeah. And these books are expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, when I was going to school in college, books were crazy expensive. I, I can't imagine it got cheaper. <laughs> I mean, like. Oh, no, it's it's easily a couple hundred bucks a book. Oh, my. Nuts. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's nuts. They are profiting big time. I mean, what am I? What, I've got a physics book over there somewhere. I have to I have to buy everything on Amazon now, like and rent it just because of how yeah. cheap it is on Amazon or Chegg, because you'll end up spending like three, four hundred bucks on one textbook. That's crazy. Man, you know what I used to do? I used to go to the library and I would find the book there and I would check it out. That's what I used to do. Hey, All right. Yeah, that's the that's the move, people. <laughs> Go to the library, think, rent it out for the semester, you know, or go back and keep getting, getting, check it out. I used to do that with all my books. I was like, is this at the library? Because I'm not paying for this, man. <laughs> like, it worked oh, out pretty well, nuts. man. Honestly, it worked out really well. Guy, anybody who's in yeah, college doing this, you better think about that option. I'm telling you. Yeah, I kind of wish I did that. <laughs> You're like, Wait I would have saved a lot of money, that's for sure. You got to check out it. Well, you're going to be graduating soon, but yeah, I'm telling you, man, yeah. anybody in the future, if it's in the library, check it out. Sometimes you only have a couple options because I know I used to see other people doing my, my deal. I said, oh, no, no, no. I need that right. book. I need that book. <laughs> and I would check it out. man. <laughs> so it's not getting cheaper, you know, but but then there's certain things like you like the Kindle. I don't know. Has that replaced textbooks in colleges? You're clearly still buying textbooks. So, I mean. Yeah, you know, for textbooks, I don't think it's replaced textbooks, but um, I do have one for just regular books. And it's it's kind of nice, but, I mean, I still like the feel of an actual book itself. I mean, I've got a yeah. whole stack. I've got like a yeah, whole yeah. stack yeah. hundred over here. Yeah, so, I see. Tons of them. Yeah, you got a ridiculous like amount of books, man. Yeah, you may, uh, you may have too many books, honestly. <laughs> I've got a hundred of them. I think that may be too many, honestly. <laughs> I, I love it. I, I want to be able to have like the big old library one day, just like okay. tons and tons of books. It makes me look super smart. So, <laughs> well, you better get used to it because there ain't, ain't going to be no iPhones, so you can be reading a lot. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I get Until, back to reading. <laughs> you get back to reading because the form of the phone's going to change. But I think life will become even more efficient. But the problem is it's not helping fitness and stuff because you think about it, if you're hungry, you can do like Uber Eats or Grubhub or something like that, Postmates, oh, yeah. right? You know, if you want to watch a show, you Netflix, Hulu, Prime, Disney Plus coming up, you know, a a Apple, whatever. Like you can literally just stay in your house. Yeah, you don't you have really, to do anything. You don't have to leave anymore. We've now come to a point where you can live and not leave your house. Yeah, you can get groceries sent to you. I mean, Amazon Fresh, you know, you can get groceries sent. Uh, so it's basically making people, it's efficient, but it, I don't know. I think it's kind of lazy, honestly. It's, you know, part of it's no, getting yeah, out. You need to get out. Like, but, you yeah. need to go out and hang out. Yeah, oh, 100, I 100% agree with that. Because, I mean, down to our core is, you 
know, human beings, we're social creatures. So like we are part of what we need to do is be around other people because that's right. how we collaborate. That's how we excel. That's how we learn. That's how we progress. I mean, it's collaborating and communicating, but now you're kind of, you take this away with different types of tech technology and you stay home. It kind of, you know, we still have the ability to connect and communicate, but it's in a whole different realm. And it kind of begs the question, like, where would we be if it hadn't impacted us this much to where we're now home all day? Right. <clears throat> so I just think it's an interesting concept of where we're headed. That's why I think that's an unintended consequence. You give people all this efficiency and convenience, but then do they have the ability to step outside and go, I just need to be in nature today. I need to go get away. I don't know. These are the things of our time. But I do know that one technology always kills the other over time. There used to be VHS tapes. Then there was DVDs. Then, then streaming killed DVDs. Right. Like Now, I think, what's going to kill streaming? I don't know. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, what would that actually be? I don't know. But you know, do, I, do I think that streaming is the last thing that humans will crea ever create for watching movies? or No, that's, there's no way that's going to happen. I'm right. telling you, streaming is going to die too. Yeah. At some point, streaming, I'm just, a, I'm killing every technology that's right now. <laughs> streaming is going to die too. I just don't know what that's going to be. I'm telling you. I'm really trying lines. to think of what it would be. Yeah. Dead. Gone. Who has a landline? Anywhere. You know what I mean? Like, no. I don't. <laughs> I mean, do they still have those the in the dorm rooms? My mind is blown. It's done. So yeah. everything kills each other, generally speaking. I mean, all these type of things. It's like TVs. I remember when TVs were gigantic, like they had the huge backs to them and stuff like that. And now the TV is getting smaller and smaller. Now the TV is on your phone. It's crazy. So it's like it's things yeah, kill yeah, each like, other. The, like, the flat, yeah. You're going to see, man. I just started thinking about this really hard the other day. I was like, man. Things are gonna kill each other. Some of the some of the stuff will stay around, but like, but it's advancing so quickly that I can't imagine that it's just gonna be there. Like, whatever, you know, somebody's gonna disrupt. You know, the next thing from Uber is the Tesla network, autonomous driving, people right. not driving cars, oh, yeah. picking you up. That's next. That's coming. That that's crazy. That that to me is like. I'm getting picked up by an empty car. An empty car. What? <laughs> it's going to happen. Dude, it's going to happen in like five years. No doubt. I'm not sure I'm getting in that first car, though. I don't, <laughs> I'm not sure about that. I got to uh, let I'll other wait. people go first, you know. <laughs> I'll let them test it out, yeah. Yeah, but it's true, man. It's just the nature of things, man. It's going to be... You know, planes are basically self-piloted for the most part. I mean, you have pilots on there, but it's pretty much like cruise control, <laughs> you know, so. Pretty much. You know, Uber's talking about having Uber flights. Have you heard of this? You ever heard of this? Uber flights? Yeah. Yeah, Uber flights. I just watched a documentary about it. I just did. Yeah. 
What? Yeah. So they're going to. What was the documentary? It was just, it was on Amazon Prime and it was, it was just, it's just called Uber. And so it's about the history of Uber and the future and where they're going with it. And their, their latest thing is they're working on autonomous, uh, like drone planes for people to, to catch. Yeah. Wow. So like an Uber car will pick you up then take you to a building and you go up to the top of the building and on, there's a helipad with a bunch of Uber like helicopter type, like drone helicopters. And then you just get in it and it takes you where you need to go. That's the future, man. I just told That's you this. That's awesome. <laughs> You're like, That's I'll so try. Cool. I'll try it all. I'm like, heck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't. I don't think that's happening anytime soon. Honestly, there's just a lot of regulations, but they're not the only ones who are trying to do it. This is the technology podcast. I'm giving everybody the future here. Here's yeah, what's going to happen. Kidding. I'm going to tell you another thing that's going to happen. Here's my other prediction, Chase. Travel time is going to dramatically decrease all across the country. Travel okay. time. No, I, I, I believe that. Right? Sure. Yeah. Like Hyperloop and all these things, you're going to be able to get to, let's say I'm in Washington, you're in Florida. At some point in the future, that's going to be like an hour. It's going to take like an hour. Right. right. You know, going to San Diego to, to San Francisco, 20 minutes. It's going to take like 20 minutes. It's going to change how we commute also. So you're going to be able to get a job almost anywhere in the country and commute within an hour, a couple hours max. That's crazy. You I think that's the future. Anywhere you would want to live anywhere. and go to work. Right. Wow. I think that's transportation is in huge need of a haul over. Huge. Public transportation, subway transportation. Um, I, think, I think it's going to change. I really do. I think oh, at 100%. some point. There, Elon Musk is working on with Hyperloop. It's 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 gonna happen, man. And it's already happening. Vegas is one of the first places to have is gonna have the hyperloop under the convention center there. So you'll be able to hyperloop to the other side of uh, I think to the convention center and stuff. You know? Wow. Telling you, man. I keep up with this stuff. I'm very fascinated with this stuff. No kidding. Yeah. Uber helipad. I'm, oh, I'm waiting for the helipad. That's going to be so cool. <laughs> you want to get in there? It's not going to be. I can't imagine it's going to so be cheap, though, man. How could that be cheap, oh, you know? Not at all. Oh, it's got to make sense. It's got to make sense, though. Like, if you can just get somewhere in a car in, like, 20 minutes, why do you need to go through all the trouble to get on a plane to get there in, like, three minutes? It's just going to take you just as long to get in the car to go up to the building, then get, you know, it's just, you know, I don't know. Right. Yeah, it's going to be different. That thing better take me an hour. It better be like 10 minutes to get somewhere for an hour or something like that. You know, like, I don't know. That, that's what I'm seeing. But I think people aren't thinking about these things. And I think I'm not getting another iPhone unless I absolutely have to. Because I actually think iPhones are dead soon. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think there's a need to get a new phone. I don't think there's a need to update your phone. I really don't. I don't think it's necessary it's way expensive now, and I think the form of it's going to be changing soon anyways. So, boom. I got the eight. That's what I'm sticking with until <laughs> further notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
That's what I'm sticking with, man. You know? So I think each generation, you know, people put forth things and it changes how things work. And it's just interesting. I, I think that, you know, your generation and like you said, um, you know, the generation coming up, just, just going to be different ideas, different ways of how people see living life is going to be different, you know? Right. No, 100%. It's going to be, I'm excited to see what happens, but it's definitely, I mean, just within the next two years. Oh, yeah. Something's going to change. Yeah. Think about it. You're thinking about living in a state for six months. Just, you know, just try different stuff. That mindset yeah. is not common back in the day. It's not common. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's already changing. <laughs> it's pretty acceptable now. Like, a bunch of, bunch of people are doing that. They're doing the gap years. They're living in other countries. They're just like, oh, I'm young. I want to I do all this now. Whereas, like, when I was growing up, it was like, that stuff you do when you're retired. You travel. You do stuff. And I never liked that because I always thought you shouldn't wait till you're older to try to have a good time and enjoy stuff. Like, get out there and experience life now when you're young. You know, you're more capable, right. probably. Um, you, you know, and less so responsibilities. less responsibility. I'm hearing that a lot lately. Less responsibility for that. Yeah. And so I think younger people, I think they're changing families. You know, where they're having less children. They're not having these huge families. They're like, you know, I want to enjoy my life on a, not I want to have my whole life be about raising children, you know? And women are doing, women are more like, hey, I don't want, I have a choice. They can choose to have a lot of children or have very few, you know? Right. Uh, it's, I, it's definitely, the whole landscape's changing completely. It's changing. I, I'm telling you, I, when I was growing up, if you were an only child, it was like weird. It was very weird because, really? you know, you always had two or three kids in a family. It was very common. Everybody had a semi-big family. So, like, um, basically only ki kids were considered, like, kind of weird kids because they didn't have siblings and, you know, maybe they were a little strange because they didn't have that interaction. But I can't – tons of people have one kid now. It's very common. Single yeah. child. That's it. I don't know. I don't know whether it's good or bad, but I only have one kid, and that's it. I'm good here. There we go. I've got the experience. I'm enjoying it. But man, woof! I can't imagine having a bunch of them. I tell you that. Uh, definitely, it it looks like it'll be. I think I think two. I could manage two. Yeah. Anything more than that, I don't know if I could. It'd yeah. Be a lot. I think a lot of people are rethinking family size and the size of their home and all of these different things. I just think we're thinking about a lot of different things at this time in our life now. Yeah. Which I think is good. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always good to, you know, kind of it, to think about anything, just to sit there and really analyze and see, does this really, you know, calculate it? Does this make sense for me at this time? Right. And that's going to change for you. As you get older, it's going to change for me. Like the chase at this age, what are you, 21, 22? You're 22? 22, yeah. 32-year-old Chase is not going to be the same as 22-year-old Chase. Completely and 42-year-old 40, Chase? No way, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have this. I'll look, I'm going to look back on it. 
I'd be like, man, you've changed, man. <laughs> well, Matthew, you were moving every six months. Now you're moving every day. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? You're living in some in some bubble or something. And I'm like, <laughs> some weird floating bubble you're in. You know, it's it just you're gonna see, man. Things change, but uh. I think the technology element has changed a lot of people's lives. And so I'm always fascinated where it's going, how people think about it, and where they see themselves in it. Right. You know, like I'm trying to keep my daughter off of technology as long as possible. Long as possible. I don't, I'm going to get her a flip phone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're laughing. It's true, man. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> She's straight up getting a flip phone or something where you can just text and call. That's it. She right. doesn't need she doesn't need to become depressed by looking at Facebook all the time. Like she, you yeah. know, she doesn't need to be on Instagram comparing herself to other girls and stuff. Like, you know, when she becomes an adult and she wants to do that, that's on her. But I just don't think people's brains are wired to handle that stuff when they're really young. They're not wired to handle that. You know, no, it's 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 information and emotional overload yeah how to process it but um hey i've actually got a yeah man a, uh, another podcast here in about five minutes so hey of course man apologies. oh no but, it was good no it was good timing man sorry i uh i didn't realize the time gets away from me on these things all the oh, time yeah. yeah same here i, mean, I literally look like <laughs> yeah no problem all right we'll be in touch man no absolutely yeah all right, yeah, later, Chase. I'm excited to see this come out. You got it, man. Later. All right, take care. Bye. What's that place you've always wanted to try? Well, you're there. Sharing plates with... Just one bite. Or on second thought, maybe not sharing. It's that good. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffles Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.